bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. October 3rd, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and our producer, the best in the biz, Justin Kalen, on the other side of the wall. We can't see him, but we can feel him. We know that he's there. He's in our hearts. Scoots, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm curious. Do you all have a webcam set up in there? On top of that monitor to your left, TJ? Oh, I see one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I guess they're making progress. There was a, a webcam tester up when I got here, and I could see myself pretty clearly, but I couldn't see you also. Yeah, I'm, I'm look. it looks like they're on top of it, and they're going to get us a setup so we could see each other, which would help things a whole lot. But over, other than that, I'm overall, I'm pretty good. I got not as much sleep as I should have last night. I... For some reason, worst Monday night football game we've had this season, and I stayed up for dang near the entirety of the game, which was just foolish looking back. So, a little tired today, but I've got myself an energy drink. I've got myself an energy cliff bar, so I, I should be good to go here in a few few minutes' time. Yeah, that game stunk on us. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. I uh, didn't get to watch much of it, but I, uh, after doing all my stuff and things, came home, winding down for the night. It's like, oh, this will be something to fall asleep to. Um, and I had uh, Peyton and Eli on when Weatherspoon had the 97-yard pick six. And Eli is very well known for his dumb, mouth-breathing face. Yes. Like, he has that just mouth-breather look at times. And I, the only look that tops it is the look that Peyton gives in disgust when a quarterback makes the throw as bad as Daniel Jones made right there. Where the, the receiver is basically boxing out the defender and then cutting inside. And he threw it to, instead of the inside shoulder, he threw it to the outside shoulder. And it, I mean, it just went right to the cornerback, right to him. He went 97 yards for a pick six. And Peyton's just smiling, not saying anything, like just like staring blankly off into the void, just like this guy gets paid more money than I ever got paid to play quarterback. Because, you got to remember that they get paid a lot more now than when Peyton was playing. Yeah, but inflation. Dollar meant a lot more back when Peyton was there. Sure. Look it up. Back when he used to walk to the facility uphill both ways. Yep. yep. Even in the Indianapolis snow from time to time. Uh, I love, I would like, I feel like I get equally as annoyed as Peyton watching a bad NFL quarterback as when somebody doesn't use a turn signal out in, in the roads of Louisville or surrounding areas. It's hilarious, and like it, you can tell that it is literally eating at him. Uh, he thinks that there are only 32 of these starting NFL quarterback jobs, 
and when he feels like there's somebody that doesn't belong, it's great. Like it, it makes <laughs> it, it can make a terrible, terrible twenty-four to three Monday Night Football game somewhat tolerable. Just seeing how disgusted he is watching really pretty much any New York quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. Uh, he gets disgusted watching the decision making they 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 go through their thought process. Um, sometimes he'll get on coaches as well, which I think is a pretty good time, just especially about time and clock management. It's and he's one of the best that's ever done it. You know, probably top three, I think, definitively for most folks. Peyton Manning is as a quarterback in the NFL, but he just assumes everybody's brain should work the way that he his, his works and that like you know you should be able to do the things that he does and that's not probably totally fair cuz he will be lenient with players he just hates like the really bad important decisions and when they unfold uh, he gets absolutely yeah, like livid. like being 10 yards from the end zone and making him throw that stupid um it's so the the setup now uh Mr. Sports Talker for when we go to Monday press conferences uh you can actually has fast internet around there so like nice. we'll just work in the recruiting room um, while Steven uploads all of the videos and we do all of, all of our things. Um, try to get a couple posts written and then get out of there. Well, they play ESPN on like the big TVs in there. So when we show up, it's first take and we leave. It's Pat McAfee show. And Peyton was on uh, with Pat and they were you know just doing, you know, a little promo for the, the broadcast that night. It's like, yeah, you know, Pat, they we try to be optimistic. So like I'm trying not to be too hard on some of these guys, but... There's just one thing I can't handle, and that's and that's when teams don't know how to use their timeouts in late game situations. It just I just can't I just can't help myself. Coaches making dumb decisions like uh, the, the Bears going forward on fourth and one from the eighteen instead of just kicking a field goal and taking a lead that would have driven him up a wall. I'm sure. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine so. And on the flip side, I enjoy Eli's commentary. Like I mm-hmm. enjoy his. What were you saying, Scoots? I, I, I completely disagree. I was going to say, my take was going to be shout out to the regular ESPN for letting me know that Will Ferrell was on because I do not I do not watch Peyton and Eli. I think they're boring. You tell us they're, every Tuesday. Their voices, are, something about their voices just drive me nuts. Like, if I want to fall asleep, I will watch Peyton and Eli. But ESPN alerted me that Will Ferrell was on, so I turned over to it, and that was one of the best moments of the night. You had Will Ferrell... He was doing his ma meatloaf, and he had Eli trying it as well. I don't know if either of you saw this, but Eli didn't do well the first time. Then he had him do it again, and still wasn't good. And Will Ferrell was kind of giving him ge- grief for it, and he wanted him to do it one more time. And Eli just goes, "My mom's getting a little worried. She's gonna come down here." <laughs> I did. I did see all that, and that's what I was gonna say before you interrupted me. Um, I'm only kidding, Scoots was that I like his analysis when he's talking football. I mean, he was a, a solid NFL quarterback. You don't win, what, two Super Bowls without being a somewhat solid NFL quarterback. So I like what how he sees the game, how he processes it. I like comparing that to his brother, who obviously was better than he was. But that's to say, Scoots, I just don't think he's funny. Like, I don't think no. Eli Manning is funny. No, I, I don't. It kind of comes naturally to Peyton, and, but he's not like somebody that's really going to force it. Eli just... He he was absolutely horrible at the Maw the Meatloaf line. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, and then he did the cowbell, and he didn't even know how to hit a cowbell, Roush. He was holding the cowbell on the side, and he was hitting it. Oh, well, then like, it's oh, not going to make the he's sound. He's like, this one sounds funny. And Will Farrell's like, yeah, that's the most depressing cowbell I've ever heard. 
He tried to do the cowbell bit for Will Ferrell, but he still somehow managed to not make that all that hilarious either. Um, Eli's one of those guys who probably thinks that he's really funny, and then it just the way he delivers things, it doesn't come across. Whereas Peyton, I don't think Peyton's really that funny either because he's kind of got like that old man dry humor that only a, a certain amount of people can can like, you know? So I, I don't think either of them are funny. I like, I like the Mannings a whole lot. I just I do not like you're that just, broadcast. You're just a hater. A little bit of a hater. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Can can you like somebody and be a hater? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's me then. Yeah, I I, I think Eli's thing is Peyton's more of a let me tell stand-up where Eli's is just like riffing with the boys in the locker room. Yeah, but I just don't think he's a great riffer either. <laughs> I'd like, I'm not telling him to stick to football and shut up and dribble, but no, they, I, I, li- I still watch it. Like, I like what they have going on. It's just it's, for bad games. Yeah, it's good for bad, for bad ga- for No, it's bad for bad games. Oh, I then think they have to like try to do. Then they try to have to do their skits. I, different strokes for different folks. I like their analysis, so I like when they're talking football. So when it's a good game, I love picking their brains about what's going on in crunch tight situations. I get your side of it. Like, I, I, if it's a good game, I don't want to worry about what the Manning Bros have to say. I want to watch a good game. Right, if it's a right, bad right. game, I want to see what kind of entertainment value they can bring to it, such as a Will Ferrell per se. I understand that. Um, I just, like, I, I guess I kind of agree with Scoots about Eli Manning when things are just kind of getting silly, that it's just not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, but that being said, they'll have guests on that I'm somewhat interested in. Uh, the Rider Strike's over. You'll oh, know that after five it, months. It officially ended? Uh-huh. You can watch all those late-night shows that nobody ever really watches anymore. Because they're back. Woo! They are back. Um, which... I guess that means are we going to get more movies now again? I think I think so. Okay, but who, I don't did, think the who, movies who, were ever going away. Who won the writers' strike? Uh, did the writers win, or did the big corporate pigs? The the writers had to do a uh, late two minute drill, but they were able to score. Okay. Wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Oh, they uh, PBS says that thankfully they won. Who? But it took a lot of sacrifices to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I would expect the public PBS to put that out. Vox uh, said that they won big. Ooh. All the entertainment articles are saying. Wait, the writers for of entertainment articles said the writers won? That's what. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just checking. No, but, you know, I know, like, I, I want more entertainment. So I'm glad yeah. that they got that all figured out. I couldn't tell you one single thing they were asking for. Something about AI? Yeah, it, it's basically... Um, yeah, suck it, robots. It's like they were essentially demanding that you can't just like take people's past work and put it in the AI machine and spit it out. Like There was something like they, you know, um, using Robin Williams' voice, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. They were like, nope, we're out. Interesting. All the way out, which I get it. Like, that's performance art, and they're just like... Well, let's take it and see what the robot can do with it. And I know we like to make fun of the robots right now, but they're going to get better eventually. Yes, so, they will. Uh, so this was the, the time of the writers. They drew their line in the sand, and now we get movies again. Woohoo! Woohoo! And, man, I just I, I was losing sleep without listening to Jimmy Fallon every night. So glad that he's back. Wait, the late talk shows were off, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? You didn't even notice? No. I mean, the only one I've ever really watched in my life was Letterman, and he's been gone for a while, so. 
I also, as a kid, would also, watch Letterman. But, like, late night talk shows are just podcasts for old people, right? Like, that's what we have, we have now, on-demand podcasts. That, without, like, you know, there's visual aspects to it, sure. But, yeah, but like, for the most part, most part, you're right. Uh, podcast format, it's like... We've got this guest coming in today. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk like, to them. It's yeah. like we kind of tell some jokes in the beginning, and then we go to the guest, and then, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but I am... There, there are some movies, though, that are coming out. There's one, so... Um, 60 Minutes did a story over the summer about uh, this big-time researcher who's an author that a bunch of his mo- uh, books have become movies. Well, they like tease that in his next one, a Martin Scors- Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio. And you've probably seen some advertisements for it. Um, it's Flowers of the Something Blue Moon. Blue flowers of the dead moon. I don't, uh, no, not ringing a bell. Uh, Killers of the flower moon. There we go. And long story short, it's uh, m- people murdering Indians on a reservation in the early 20th century for oil in Oklahoma. That's that's the gist of it and uncovering all of this. So I'm like, oh, man, this sounds amazing. Like this guy takes all of these stories from history that nobody ever knew and he uncovers them, writes a book about them, and they turn them into movies. That's great. You know what the runtime is for this movie? What? Three hours and 26 minutes. That sounds like... That's... Yeah. I got one to go see it, but it's like... That's entirely too long. I mean, that's that's longer than a football game. Even, even an if, NFL football game. Even if you're at a theater that sells, like, beer and stuff, that's just too long of a movie. But, like, at least the football game has commercials where I can go take a bathroom break. Like True. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't go to the movies much. This is Leo, De Niro. Like, this could be, this could be so much fun. Three hours and twenty. Like, do we, do we have, do we need the movies to be this long? Bring a catheter. You want to help me install that? Nope. <laughs> Maybe one yet. Got to watch at home. Take a little break during it. So long. Well, make movies short enough to watch again in one sitting. Got the. Uh, Scooch can confirm that my phone can charge on those little things that the cool, oh the cool nice thing. yeah got one of those now so I'm back to charging. Hopefully the other thing works someday because it charges much slower on this other. What what is it even called? Like the magnetic pad? Aren't no. those supposed to be like fast chargers? Uh, well, that's not the hmm. the the fast charger that you plug into the little jack thing was much faster than than this thing gotcha but it was kind of funny like you know doing the show yesterday didn't have phone was dead so was without my phone for about like 12 or 13 hours but that was nice i was like asleep for probably like six of them so wasn't wasn't the worst thing in the world it was actually kind of nice like waking up and not having a phone right by your bed but that being said i was also scared that i was going to oversleep and that like my apple watch alarm wasn't going to go off so it wasn't like the most carefree sleep in the world, but it was nice waking up and being like, well, you can't scroll your phone because that's not an option. So close your eyes and go back to bed, buddy. But leaving the show yesterday with the dead cell phone still going to go get the charger, it was really funny. There was like a, I don't know if it was 99.7 Roush or 98.9. I don't really listen to like music radio. I'll listen to talk radio a bunch, but I don't listen to music radio a bunch. Right. But I was, but it was, you know, I, 
was flipping channels. That's what I settled on. I couldn't put anything on my phone for music because, you know, phone was dead. And they literally, while driving to go get this charger for my wife's work, which I, like, had emailed her, being like, I will be outside your work at 9.15. Please come down there. Just knowing that, like, if she didn't see the email or if she forgot or she got pulled into a meeting or something like that, I was just going to be sitting out there like a dweeb for a really long time. This radio segment was talking about there's a viral TikTok, or maybe it's not even a TikTok, but it's a video, and probably be better if we actually played it, but I don't have it, so I'll just, here's a dramatic impersonation of it, dramatization of the video. It's some girl, and she's being like, hey, for you older, like, millennials and people uh, like that, what would you all do when you couldn't figure something out? Like, you're talking with your friends, and you try to remember the actor in the movie, and none of you all know it. Would you just go to the library? Would you just ne- just move on to the next conversation and say you didn't know? Like, I can't wrap my brain around how you all just wouldn't know things from time to time. Yeah. And so, like, the, the hosts were laughing at her and, like, laughing at themselves about how old they were. But it was funny that that segment came on where I was, like, without technology and kind of worried about how the process was going out because we all lived at the kind of a pretty big technology switch in things. We didn't have cell phones. They talked about how everybody would have a map in their car. It'd be an emergency map. You may have one of Indiana, too, since you live close to Indiana. You just never know where you're going to end up. They eventually got to the MapQuest printing out phase, which we all remember that. You'd have sometimes like three sheets of paper for long road trips about which way to go, which way not to go. Uh, Those were good times. Scooch, what's something that you remember growing up that would just kind of be a foreign language nowadays? Ooh, uh, like the rotator phones. Rotating phones, yeah. yeah those were a good time. And I, just landlines. It is funny, though, that you bring up, like, the MapQuest because that still happens all the time, especially at the hotel with, like, older the older generation, people that are, like, 70, 80 years old, and they're just trying to get to their next spot. I always tell them, like, the address, and every single time, can you print me out directions? Yeah, sure can, ma'am. No problem. I'm assuming you don't have a GPS, but that's okay. I got you. Then we also had a GPS phase where, like, everybody yeah. would have, like, a Magellan or a yeah. Garmin or something in their car, and those were really fancy and cool. And then car companies were just like, yeah, we'll just put those in the car. I-, I will never forget the days, though, of, like, early internet and just having to wait for the page to unload and, or to upload, and it would just be like, it would come, like, one-tenth at a time. And then you'd get your next tenth, next tenth, and eventually the page would load. But you couldn't do anything on the page. The the sound of dial-up internet. That too, too yeah. Just, that forever cemented <laughs> in anybody's brain, whoever had to regularly deal with it. Roush, when your kids get older, what do you think is going to be like the most jaw-dropping technology advancement? Or you, you'll say, hey, Duke, when I was a kid, we... We had to watch commercials. You couldn't just fast-forward through them because they're all DVR'd. There are still commercials, though. Like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But... When he watches his kids' shows, um, that that's part of it. But I'm with the TikTok or whatever. That's like my favorite thing that I miss is that like we just have answers to problems now. Like I'll miss getting into wild arguments over uh, uh-huh. going down to a bachelor party. I'm driving this big passenger van with like you know nine dudes in it, ten guy. I mean it's it's uh, it's the whole crew wow. and ten guys, ten dudes, twenty people in this van. <laughs> 50 burgers. Guys on the left, dudes on the right. 55 burgers, 55 fries. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of guys in there, and they're arguing over whether Tracy McGrady's a Hall of Famer or not. Like, screaming, 
Tracy McGrady should be in the Hall of Fame. No, he should not. And I mean, just going at it. And guy looks sitting next to me up in the front seat. It's like Tracy McGrady's been in the Hall of Fame for five years. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to tell him. I just want to let him keep screaming at each other over it. But in yeah, like that. Having that, I, I miss that a lot. Where you just get stubborn, bullheaded. Like, admittedly, when you're telling that story, I was like, I think he's already in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know for sure. Should he be if he's not? <laughs> I know exactly. Like the whole time, he's just no. He's in the Hall of Fame. Already. The NBA has very oh, it's a loose restriction. Yeah, low bar to get in the Hall of Fame, and I don't say that as disrespect to Tracy McGrady. I, he I, he deserves to be a Hall of Famer, but especially with them having the lower bar, it's right, kind of a no brainer. Right, right, yeah, right. he has been in. I think 17 is what this says. Yeah. Yep. Let me, let me look I, it up real quick. Those were fun. Getting the biggest shouting matches of uh, of all time back in the day. Over over trivial things, too. Like, really stupid, dumb, inconsequential matters. Uh, I, I miss, miss having those and mixing up with the boys. Yeah. I, I think what I would, what may be the hardest for my kids uh, to believe. Uh, to Especially because people who are wrong always think they're the most right. You know, like dumb people say things they don't know with conviction, and I love it. It's it's. But you got to. It's what makes us human. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, <laughs> you gotta fake it till you make it. I I dislike. I shouldn't say I dislike, and I've been this person before too. So shouldn't throw stones at a glass house. But like, there every friend group does have like the. I will take myself out of this conversation, and I'm looking on my phone to see. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like, or a spouse potentially where it's just like you're having a conversation and then the conversation stops because they're, yeah, actually I was right. Yep. The, the, the medical journal says this on it. It's just like, you stop. Like we can get to that point in the conversation. It's not necessarily about right or wrong, but we're conversing and now the conversation stopped. You've just definitively said it and we're done. Like, all right, conversation well, over. Well, cause nobody wants to conversate anymore. Maybe they, that's it. They all want to text. They all want to be on their technology on their phones on their computers nobody wants to talk face to face anymore and that's why sometimes when you like definitively look up and see that tracy mcgrady's in the hall of fame boom that's just like oh man we were kind of buzzing yeah, like we were having yeah. a good time and now it's just on to the next thing i suppose but i think for my kids telling them that like hey i mean first off just kind of the free reign i had as a kid just roaming the highlands like I don't know if I'd let my kid just go willy-billy all throughout the Highlands nowadays. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I'd need to, to assess. But well, like, we'd ride our bikes from, age. we'd ride yeah. our bikes from Rayfield. I mean, in like sixth, seventh grade, we'd ride our bikes from Rayfield to the B-dubs by, on Baxter. I mean, that's the whole strip of the Waterson Highlands all the way yeah, down. Yeah, middle schoolers are fun doing that still. I, I hope so. I yeah. hope so. But, you know, the, the Highlands, more crime now than there was back in the day. And that's all right. That's plenty of places around the country. But... I don't know if I will or won't, but that's not what I was getting at. The point that we'd be like riding down and we'd look at maybe our phone. Well, no, we wouldn't have a phone, but we'd look at our watch or maybe the one friend who'd have a phone. Uh, do you remember the iPod touches that you couldn't call people on? Yep. Like, you know, they were like, I, you know, whatever they were, but we'd have to go to pay phones. And I think there's the concept of like of a pay phone having, so there'd just be a phone in the middle of public. Oh yeah. You'd go up there. Somebody else could have just been using. Oh yeah, you'd have to wait on people from time to time. And like we were at the end of that, admittedly, Roush, and we were also at the end of like seeing the payphones taken out as time went on, and then eventually knowing like where the one payphone you still knew was. And I don't know if I know any payphones that I could say off the top of my head are still there. I think all the ones where I knew where they were are gone. All, all that to say though, sometimes I'll be out on an appraisal and just be like, payphone, that's hilarious. 
I don't know if any of them still work, but this idea you had to keep change on you just so you could call mom or dad at a payphone, let them know, like, yeah, I'm at the McDonald's on Bargetown Road at Taylorsville. Um, I think we're going to ride up to B-Dubs. We're going to eat, probably be home in two and a half hours. Okay, well, you know, why don't you call me when, you get, when you're leaving B-Dubs? Okay, I'll try. Couldn't find a payphone, Mom. Sorry. Didn't have any change on me, Mom. I'm sorry. But maybe that's a little, maybe that's not that big of like a technological advancement. Cause I remember my late grandmother, who was 98, who passed away in 2020. I've had that crappy convertible Roush, you know? With oh, the Solara. The, oh, I thought you were talking about your luxurious Mercedes. Okay. So the Mercedes, like, Mercedes wasn't a convertible. Need to make that. Trevor Trevor is betting me that my Mercedes was a convertible. He's betting I, you that? Yeah. He's like, you definitely have said that, that your first car was a convertible. And it's like, no, it wasn't a convertible. It was an 86 Mercedes. The windows hardly worked. The AC hardly worked. You had to. I didn't have a cup holder in the freaking car. They did. That car did go over speed bumps like a champ, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to slow down on those bad boys. Uh, but my second car was a like 2003 Solara convertible. Um, and at one time I had my my grandmother who's very old in here and I was like you like convertibles and she was like eh, it's a lot it's a lot better than the horse and buggies when I was born and she was being facetious cars were around but I did ask her that I remember this conversation I was like what was it like just the evolution of cars from when you were a young girl to like today um and she just a lot faster now you know she didn't really engage in the conversation a great deal but that's kind of wild to think oh about. have you ever heard like, of uh, rumble seats no oh it was so what dangerous. Rumble, what are rumble seats? It's it was essentially like uh, in early cars, they uh, a seat popped out of the back of the trunk, and it was kind of like uh, it, it basically like it was almost like a booster seat. But you were the way that it popped up and out, you were like kind of on top of the trunk. I'm I'm just googling it. No, I was not familiar and, with rumble. And seats. I mean, they they look so dangerous. Thanks a lot, right? Because like you're about rumble seats. Basically on top of the car, and if anything goes awry, like, like the slightest bump, you may f- just, just fly sli- on out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So those were early on, and but you know, my grandmother said that was the that was the most fun was to get a chance to ride in the rumble seat. But yeah, she, she did was, mention how every car, like for the longest time, I mean, ever all of them would have spare or two spares, and like everybody knew how to change them. Yeah, because like that's you you you'd need to. Yeah, it would just happen back in the day. Right, right, right. Because tires were admit to, and then I'm. Lied to her, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can totally change the spare, Grandma. That's not a lost art." I mean, it's it's doable. The problem is, the spare tires aren't good. So, like, even if you put a spare on there, it might just. I don't even know work. if I if I would fuss with having to do a spare. Like, yeah. I think I probably could figure it out or watch a YouTube video enough, but I may just call your blood. The the on, the longest over. part would be just getting it jacked up on like the terrible jacks they have. Oh, well, gosh. anytime you do drive with a spare. Make sure to not go over 50 miles an hour. I, I passed somebody last night coming home from work, and they were doing no less than 75 on a spare tire. They're booking it all a little I was like, up. that is so, that's the wow. stupidest thing I've ever seen. I thought you were going to like, it was going to be your story, Scoots. Like, no. one time I had a spare, and I didn't know any better. No, I, that happened to me, and like, immediately. Because I was on the interstate, you're just driving uh-huh. interstate speed, and like, the, I, I get the spare on, get going. I think I was in Shelbyville. I was like, oh, I can make it home. Was in college at the time. Did not make it home. So what happened? The donut just poof. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like the tire before. Man, you had to just be thinking like, what 
Oh, hell. Oh, like, and, it, and at the time, like, the girl I was dating would just always bust me for not being more handy and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll show her. I'll show her. I can change a tire. Oh, change a tire. Boom. Immediately. Just done-so. God, you idiot. Uh, recently, I tied a canoe onto my car, and it came off while I was on the interstate. So I had to pull over and, like, oh, geez. it, like, was dangling off. I just, I, I messed up one of my knots. And, right. Um, but that was scary and just embarrassing like all these cars driving by and i'm just like trying to Ooh, i feel like this kayak all by myself i feel like i did a good deed uh on the way to lexington last week where there was a guy with a bunch of boards on his trailer and what they were like starting to slide off and like waved him down and was like hey you're the butt and he was like oh snap pulled over fixed him up did you help him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't stop and help him. Wow. <laughs> but so you I, just I, let him know. That's not really a good deed. Yeah, it is. I mean, he almost lost his boards, and he didn't know it. He couldn't see because the trailer was so low. What would Roush have really done anyway? That that I mean, that's more like a decent deed. You told him that it was happening, but you didn't stop and help him. That would have been a good deed. I don't know if he even needed help. By the Maybe not, yeah. Uh, we're long overdue for a break. It's a... Two, wacky Tuesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. It's going to be a text line Tuesday for sure, and we're going to get to that momentarily we're going to talk more about uk's big win over florida i rewatched the game yesterday so got a better sense of how it all went down uh, a few things that kind of stood out that i liked maybe a thing to be concerned about or, or, or not we've got the game time for missouri and kentucky and we're still previewing the cats and the dogs this weekend down in athens uk takes on number one georgia it's going to be a fun kentucky roll call don't go anywhere justin kalen nick roush i'm tj walker Kentucky Roll Call. The, the birth of Prudent. Uh, with Walker and Roush. English, do you speak it? Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I love my girls a little bit. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Scoots, I'm sending you over a video if you can get that queued up for me. I got you. And just let me know when it's ready to go. I haven't heard it, so we'll be hearing it for the first time together. Oh, boy. Is that safe? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. You're I, paying the fine if not. I would be a little surprised if it weren't. You could always listen to it prior and make sure, but I would if there was something naughty in this, I'd be a little All right, she's queued up. A little surprised. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Here's Devin Booker talking about UK's backcourt this season. Uh, Michael Yero, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Kentucky just reloaded with freshmen. Uh, Rob Dillingham and DJ Wagner. What do you think about them and what, what they can do this season? Them guys are go-getters. Um Shout out Tyler Eulis, too, one of my close friends. He's on staff with Coach Cal right now, so he keeps me updated with everything that's going on in Lexington, and those are the two names that he's super excited for. And I worked out with Dillingham, me and Chris did, because he played for CP3 for a minute, and you know I've known Little Wagner since he was a kid. I've been hearing about him, so you know I'm excited to see where their careers go. Um, hopefully they can bring a championship to Lexington, and you know, I'll be watching those guys closely the rest of their careers. 
Well, there you have it. Devin Booker's big on the Cats. We're big on Devin Booker. Oh, man. UK's won a national championship. You heard it there first. I don't think we did. Were we on when all that happened? When all what happened? The trade with Greek Freak getting Willard. Yes, we talked about that the following okay. day. Okay. All right. Just. Did you, have, uh, did you have an additional take about it? No, I just didn't know if we ever talked about it. No, we did. Okay. Yeah. yeah big news. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, 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 you know. That was cool from Devin. I didn't know that him and Dillingham had been working out. I don't know if that was news that was out there or not, but it's good to hear that from from Devin Booker. <laughs> kind of a, a weird question to ask him at Suns Media Day, but it ended up providing a good answer. So you never know until he asked. <laughs> Called him Little Wagner. <laughs> well, when he was probably around the facility back in 14 and 15, he probably was real little. If he's 18 now, and that was eight years ago, goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. Well, nine years ago. Great googly moogly. Would have been, he would have been a nine-year-old kid, give or take. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, but, yeah, all right, good. I like that Devin Booker likes it. I agree with him. Hope UK basketball wins the national championship. Saw that all around the timeline. Figured we may as well play it on the radio show. It is Tony O Tuesday, Roush. Are you celebrating? It's what? Tony O Tuesday. Oh, like, uh, is that a sack pack thing? It, it's Antonio Reeves Tuesday. Why are they doing it today? Like what? We just beat Florida, the number one team in the country. We're going to their place on Saturday, and we're doing this right now. Sack pack, come on. Wait till, wait till people care. I, I mean, I, I appreciate you trying to do your fun little thing, but, like, come on. Make, can, can we not make it a um, – um, who's, who's – Ray, Ray Davis Tuesday. Or who, who's another T? Is there a – Trevin Wallace Tuesday. Yeah, Trevin Wallace Tuesday. Yeah, Trevin Tuesday. He had a big game. Yeah. Or, uh, Here's Roush, always has to make it a basketball football thing. <laughs> always yeah, I do. Well. They just kicked the hell out of Florida <laughs> and have number one Georgia waiting, and we're going to do a Tony O Tuesday. Scoot, I mean, is, I is it why? It's probably not the worst idea because you get you remind people that, like, oh, hey, basketball season is coming around the corner, but like Big Blue Madness is next week. So, like, maybe, like, oh, you're going to watch them not practice on TV for 30 minutes, but like, I mean, come on, can you just wait? Like, 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 it's not, it's not basketball season. I know they're practicing, but like, what, what, what are we doing here, sack pack? I, I'm not, I'm not getting behind Tony O Tuesday. If that's what you're asking, Scooch, it's pretty clear. I thought there's a chance Roush would go down this road. Given this one, I figured he probably didn't hear about it or know about it. Two, I like thought I didn't think for sure that you were going to have that take on this, but I thought it was a possibility. And Scoots, he delivered better than I thought. Old man Roush is oh. here and grumpy, and I love every second of it. By the way, Roush, for you listeners at home, Roush is wearing a Florida shirt today. And I, I was like, what the hell, Roush? What are you doing? And he was like, well, we own them now, so I can wear this if I want. And I was like, that's a good point. I can confirm that he's wearing a Florida Gators shirt. <laughs> it uh, it was a Florida State Farm Bureau shirt they gave away for free at the Swamp. So I, I got to... Got a free shirt. We know and, Roush uh, likes his free win. Yep. Which is it's obviously one of those like shirts you just to wear around the house shirt. I support Into the radio station. Uh, you can wear whatever you want, buddy. I don't care. Um, it's the front of it kind of looks cool. Yeah, it's got like the eighties little really like uh, almost like the Houston oh. Astros uniform. Thing. I didn't see the text on it. Never mind. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like, it says go where the Gators go. Uh, Back home, baby, with a big fat ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I kind of Roush agree with 
you that like I love Antonio Reeves. I love UK basketball. I feel like there's very few, if any, people more excited about the upcoming season than I am, and can't wait for it to to get here. But read the room. It, it does seem <laughs> it does seem maybe a little forced. Like, but you know they just. What did they do last year? Was it top and Tuesday? I think they had a top and Tuesday. It took off. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, they, they did it at the right time. I, I, but my, I don't. I don't think there's a, an I appetite think, for it right now. I just think this is almost not fair to Antonio Reeves. You know, I think he does deserve a Tonio Tuesday, but one where everybody's going to shower him with the praise that he deserves as one of the best players returning in the SEC. Uh, I just don't know if. You know, you all know how much I hate to agree with Roush. I talk about it every day, but mm-hmm. I think I do have to agree with him on this instance. Uh, but that being said, I'll throw a bone to Tonio Tuesday. I just think we could have we could have saved it where it would have gotten a little bit more attention. Could have done something football related this week, but you know who cares? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's At the end of the Twitter day, Roush, thing, who right. really cares? I'm just not going to retweet you, Zach. Sorry. Oh, like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's tough. Um, Zach, Scoots, I'll, re- I'll you- retweet you, but I'm shadow banned, so nobody's going to see it anyway. So there you go. <laughs> go ahead, Ralph. Scoots, I uh, I gave you a homework assignment yesterday. Yeah. Did Did you succeed in your homework? Assignment? I, I did. Yeah. So the first rounds of the playoffs, the wild card round, are three games. Okay. So, so it'll be best of three. Then we've got a five game in the division series. Okay. And then it'll be seven in the in the championship series and obviously the World Series as well. So uh, that means three game series start today. <laughs> who who are some of the teams we have? Like, let's see if Rash can guess some wild card playoff teams. I'm gonna try to guess AL because I I kind of know the NL. Like it was did the did the Cubs end up making it? No, heavens no. Marlins. They, they, they choked more than the Reds did. Oh wow. Marlins did make it. Yeah. Marlins did. The, the playoffs are playoff. You just can't. I can't say that freaking word without doing that. It <laughs> yeah, just sucks yeah. so badly. But it's uh, great though. The MLB has to be furious with their playoffs. Who made bracket. it? In. Yeah, it's a bunch so, of small market teams that nobody gives a poop about. Uh, are Brewers? They they're, make, they're in. Yeah. Okay, they won the division. That's right. probably who I'm rooting for in the playoffs. Oh, yuck. Um, I'm gonna guess some AL teams. Um, did the. You just want me to tell you? No, 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 no. no. Remember, we had this conversation earlier. I don't, I don't want to know things. I just know our radio audience is, is loving. Is, is, are the Diamondbacks? Are they? They made it. Yep, they're playing the Brewers in the wild card. Okay, that's not an AL team. You're just actually right, going good. down the NL bracket at this yeah. point. <laughs> You're doing a great um, job. Who in the uh, Astros? They're in. They're in. Okay. They're the two seed. They get a buy. Oh, they're the two seed. Yeah. They're, okay. Okay. They've been good for like a decade. Um, I know the Mets were really bad. Uh, oh, did the Orioles? Yes, they're the yeah. one seed. They're yeah, the, they won the over Orioles they, are a one seed? They won over 100 games. Although, Scoots, the Red Sox did beat them the next two games to fall a half game short of their over-under win total. So I got by on the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Oh, my gosh. One more Red Sox win. I would have lost that bet. It was a baby bet. Anyways, That's a wild. Yeah, I'm still happy to get it, though. Uh, you're doing great. Min- Minnesota Twins. Yep. You're going now. Wait. You're just going. You're going. Well, you went two, one, three, but they're the three Wait, seed. They're the three seed. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I couldn't name coming one Minnesota of, Twins player coming out of the ALC. Um, the Rangers were good, weren't they? Yep, they're playing in the wild card as well. Because that's Tony Burke's team. He yep. likes he likes the Rangers. They barely got in. You're missing two teams from the same division in the AL, and that's all. It'd be out west then. Mariners and nope. Mariners choke big time. Oh not man, and they got J Rod. I like J Rod mostly because it's like. Oh, yeah, A-Rod used to play for the Mariners. Now they have a J-Rod. Yeah. Um, not out west. It's not? Oh. Best division in baseball this year. To give you a hint. TJ's a little biased. 
Lynn oh, Bowers. so it's going to be the Rays. Lynn and Bowers. who's the other team in the AL East? Uh, Trevor's going to kill you. Oh, I forgot that Canada plays baseball. They do. <laughs> they do. So, so they Roush, you're down to the one seed and the two seed in the NL, and you've got them all. Oh, wow. I could have them all. So it'd be the Dodgers and... Uh, the one seed in the NL is all you're missing. World Series. Uh, Braves. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Got them all. 98 Braves. <laughs> I saw uh, Corey Price. He was he was his first mobile sports gambling bet was the Braves won the World Series. I was like, well, are they going to do it? And I, like three to one odds is not great. I mean, I guess that's probably the best you're going to get. But it, it isn't. It isn't the best odds, is it? I, I would not bet the Braves. They've been. They've kind of limped down the stretch. Ooh. Who, who, who scoots? Who scoots? Who's going to win it all? I think it's Scoot your predictions. I'm I'm picking a bunch of chalk. I really think it's going to be the Orioles and the Dodgers, and of course the Dodgers choke every year in the playoffs. I th- I got the Orioles winning. The Orioles are not going to win I a World winning Series. I, I got They've them never winning won it. a World Series. They're never going to win one. Uh, Cal Ripken ain't walking through that door. Cal Ripken doesn't need to walk through that door because they have a whole heck of a lot of talent. Billy that's Ripken better than ain't Cal Ripken. walking through that door. Uh, I think it's going to be. Astros, Dodgers, Dodgers win it all. I, Shout out to Mookie Betts. I will, um, I will say it would be cool if the Do- if the Orioles did do it when their owners like basically just try. It, it, it feels like the pot of Major League. Like they were the worst team in base. They weren't the worst team last year. I know they were close to making the playoffs, but like they've been one of the worst teams in all of baseball in our lifetime for sure. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. I mean, it, and I say Cal Ripken because I don't think they've done anything since he broke that streak. They have won three World Series, by the way. No, no, they've never won the World Series. How many in our lifetime, though? Uh, depends. I can't speak to every KRC listener and their age. No, our three lifetimes. Oh, uh, let me do the math here. Zero. Uh, it's got to be. Nobody here was born in 83, by chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but for them, I know their owner's doing some funny business with their stadium, and uh, there's there's a lot of controversy over that, whether they're going to get a new one, he's Ready to move the team, all that sort of stuff. So it would be it would be pretty cool if they did that. Uh, would be real big for Bobby Regan, the one Orioles fan I know. Yeah, interesting. Living in Cincy and being an Orioles fan, uh, it's like what historically bad franchise do I want to root well, for? Here? And he's he's from Pennsylvania, so like well, you think the- Phillies, but like I don't Man, know. I don't know how baked Trevor was yesterday, but he's, ta- <laughs> he, he's talking about U of L playing Pittsburgh in two weeks, and they they announced that game time. They they're playing on the playing on ABC against Notre Dame this weekend, and then Pittsburgh Nerd. on the CW. Oh, CW. Yeah, they're CW. Day I, games, I always baby. thought that was going to be a trap game for them, but Pitt is really bad. But they were talking about like this is just how you know that Trevor's wires were super crossed. He's like TJ says that Pittsburgh's a fun town to go to, and the next day you can go watch the Eagles at the link. Just uh, you can do a little daily double. It's like they're not close at all. They're, well, no, he he just mistook the cities. Oh, well, he, no, he, he thought he, he, he thought Louisville and Pittsburgh were going to play, play in, in the Eagles Stadium. Yeah, he's what? like you get to see you get a, you get they, at least check them out at Lincoln Financial or the Link or whatever he calls it because they they play at the Steelers Stadium. And then somebody <laughs> so texted him. They were like, "Well, they're not playing in Philly, are they?" And he was like, "No, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's Pittsburgh." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, South Georgia Wildcats tweeted into the show with a happy Trevin Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rich. South Georgia Wildcats, are you going to be in Cathens? Yeah, South Georgia Wildcats, we need you there. Yeah, we we need we need the BBN to roll deep. We rolled really deep in 2021. There was a little bit more 
palpable buzz because that was coming off of Florida and LSU wins. So you, you had a little bit more Uncle Mo. Game day was there. Um, curious what the 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 turnout's going to be, but there are a good amount. South Georgia Wildcat, you're not alone. Alex from Colga, he's not far away. Lots of uh, Atlanta alumni. Yeah, it's funny. Like if, if UK basketball is playing in Atlanta, we're expecting probably the biggest crowd outside of Nashville that you're going to get outside the Commonwealth of Kentucky. But for the Athens game, I it, you and I differ, and you're the one that goes to the game, so I need mm-hmm. to just like concede this point. But like I, I feel like UK doesn't travel. I feel like they travel worse to Athens than they do almost anywhere regularly. They go in the SEC that I can think of. Maybe Gainesville, but that is the furthest away. Starkville never has a huge UK contingent because, well, you know, the it's thing, Starkville. But, like, Columbia, UK has a ton of fans there. Tennessee, UK has a ton of fans there. Nashville, UK yeah, has a ton I of mean, fans there. But I think it's all just relative. I mean, we just don't notice it as much. And, and Georgia does a good job hiding their opposing like, like fans you, better than, than other places do. If you go, if you watch uh, Keedron Smith's Pick 6 highlight, you hear a crowd pop from Kentucky fans. So like there, it, it's it's okay. one of those things that you just I, I don't think we notice as well because they're a little out of sight. Hundred thousand, yeah. yeah, it's a hundred thousand seat football stadium. Fair enough. Yeah, but, you're uh, the one that goes to. Have you been to Sanford Stadium before? Yes. I yeah, mean, I, co- I covered in thirteen. How I mean, how much fun is that place? I mean, it'd be I actually better. Like thought it was a little overrated, um, but we had to stay a little far away. Probably like Commerce or so something. So we only got like one night, kind of getting to hang out down in Athens, and then we got it was a noon game too, which I think that probably hurt yeah, things a little yeah. bit. Georgia um, wasn't rocking and rolling like they are now. Absolutely you know, so correct. Like, a lot more buzz. But uh, that was our I think that was my first trip with the wife, just like a getaway out of town trip. And we had we had a good time and we enjoyed it. But like I was expecting like this SEC six Utopia. flags over Jesus sort right, of deal. Right, right. And it was like this is good, but I've seen better was my overall takeaway. I need to go back. Wait, I really need to go back. It's 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 gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh we had the coaches talk yesterday. Mark Stoops, he's Brock Bowers is good. Turns out Brock Bowers yeah. really good. A texter got after us because he actually did not have a great game against the Cats last year. Yeah, he, he but he had a great up, game uh, the first game. He made up a six of their catches though last year. No, oh. yeah, I think they only had like eleven. <laughs> yeah, but K- Kentucky did good against him a year ago. Two years ago, he went off, had two touchdowns, hundred some odd yards. I forgot uh, how weird last year's game was when I was doing some radio research. We scored as many touchdowns as Georgia. I'll just say that. <laughs> You're playing the count the touchdowns game. Did they kick three more field goals than we did? Sure. Yeah. But you know if Kentucky gets that two-point conversion, it's a one-possession game yeah. with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter where Georgia's offense wasn't doing much. Yep. Does Kentucky win the game? No, they probably don't win the game. But point being, you get that two-point conversion, it's a whole dip. We probably look at this game so much differently of like, we had the ball with a chance to tie Georgia late in the fourth quarter. Who wouldn't snap their fingers right now and take that in Athens today? I would. I would. And UK should have had it last year. Two years ago in Athens, uh, what happened there? 2021. Covered back door. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? 2019 in Athens was the Lynn Bowden rain game? Yep. yep. Yeah. So like uh, 2020 was the, was the, the pandemic Joey Gatewood game. So we'll talk more about it. We got to take a hard break here. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Okay. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. That may have been the quickest KRC first hour that we've ever had. Yep. Unbelievably fast. Great conversation. A lot of fun. Going to get to the text line this hour, but do want to tell you about our friends at Shady Rays. Just remember, it is 40% off now. Forget the days of 25% off at Shady Rays. They were like, we love the Big X. We're bumping that bad boy up to 40% off when you use promo code Big X at checkout. There are some exclusions that do apply, uh, but that being said, they'll get you all taken care of. At Shady Rays, they have two brick-and-mortar stores, one out at the shops and then the other one now at Oxmore. So if you don't want to wait for shipping, which is super fast and easy, if you go to ShadyRays.com, go to one of their stores. You can still use the pro the, the promo code in-store. Do not forget about their high-quality lifestyle gear. I'm talking about their UV shirts, everybody. Love them so, so much. Uh, along that same category of high-quality lifestyle gear, snow goggles, prescription glasses, blue light glasses, and they have a lot more. So check them out today. Go to ShadyRays.com. Do not forget that promo code BIGX for 40% off at checkout. You know, my favorite thing about Shady Rays is those little bags that they bring the sunglasses or that they put the sunglasses in when they deliver them. They make the perfect, like, sunglass cleaner. Like, when you need to wipe off the lenses, those little bags are so clutch. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're awesome. Everything about Shady Rays it's is great. awesome. So great. Check them out today. Uh, Roush, you had our, uh, our, our guy say some very high praise for Liam Cohen. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. He had him number two in his list of top coaches of the week. Yeah, I forget who was, what was it, Lane? Was Lane number one? Yes. And then uh, Liam Cohen. Um, Uncle Jeff was number six. He was in the mix there. Um, but yeah, Liam Cohen getting some credit. And I, I think some of that is, hey, uh, don't be an idiot. Like, you don't need to, I know for a while we've been wanting to see this passing game work, but when the the first down run play keeps working, the, keep running it. Yeah, it was just, don't outthink this. You may have had a game plan going into it, but something's working. Let's stick with it. Yeah. He, he also, and he was in his, man, that first drive too. Like he, They had some fun plays in there. Kirk also had UK as his second team of the week in terms of top performing teams behind Ole Miss number, oh, he had UK number three, excuse me. Ole Miss number one, A&M number two. Kentucky number three. I don't really get like the Ole Miss had a better performance than UK did. They want to shoot out and Lane, I don't, that might be his first win over a top 25 team. He had like a very bad record. Was UK not ranked last year in the Grove? That's what I mean. Like his, that might be his second one. I mean, he, whatever it is, I forget the stat, but he had a very poor record. Unable to secure signature wins. so uh, Understandable. I, I mean, I get that. And LSU was ranked higher than Florida was. But UK beat the absolute breaks off Florida. And Ole Miss was somewhat fortunate to get the win. I think you just give coaches credit. more. A little, you give teams a little bit more credit when they do the like fourth quarter comeback. Even though they almost scored. They almost had too much time on the clock. Mm. Um, they scored with 40 seconds left. And uh, LSU had a chance to go down there and win. They got the ball in the 16-yard line. Coming to two false starts. And then... Uh, yeah, 
couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Did you see the video of the guy trying to climb the field goal post? Yeah, he's like like dry humping it. Yeah, and he went up the like side and then he, and he did like a backflip off it and almost like broke his neck. No, I didn't see the backflip. Yeah, he landed like right on his yeah. lower back. It kids will be painful. kids, huh? Yeah. Uh, kids. The Kirk Herbstreit stuff is a perfect example of like <laughs> having a buddy in media to a certain degree. Kirk loves Stoops. Loves UK. It's so nice, too, man, because it's... Uh, when is Such any, a change of pace from the basketball I, side of things, you well, know? And also, like, just when has Kentucky football ever had a friend in media? That's a great point, too. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's well said. Um, I, I know there was definitely some people watching at home that when they saw the game day picks, they probably, like, panicked a little bit when they saw Lee Corso pick Kentucky. Because he, he never picks the Cats. And I, I know that that feels like anecdotal evidence, but... Wonder I, if he just hates UK from his IU U of L days. He's ha- yeah, he has to. I mean, I, I would too. Probably forgotten why he hates UK, but did you see him come out with his uh, fighting Irish no uh, jacket on? He did a little Irish jig with a mascot. It was it was good. Okay, that's nice. uh, it was it was, it was it was it was real sweet. But he's doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, text on into the Thornton's text line five zero day five zero day five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's a great day to stop oh, at a Thornton's. I gotta get on my app right now because I got an email saying that they're giving me fifteen cents off a gallon. Maybe you're like, I want a Powerball ticket for this mil- billion, excuse me, dollar Powerball. Certainly, everybody would go to Thornton Scoots and get themselves a Powerball ticket, correct? Yeah, but not on Mondays. You gotta wait till Wednesday. No, I, no, no, no. They do draw on Monday. Yeah, but I, I just knew that it wasn't gonna hit last night, so uh, I decided to wait till Wednesday this week. Yeah. Oh, you can get. Uh, they've got a. I could win Flamin' Hot Cheetos or Doritos Dynamita for a year. Wow, Thorns. What would the Roush House do with the Dynamito Fritos for a year? I, I mean, I don't know because we don't really eat the spicy chip you craze. want something like that for a year, though, wouldn't you feel obligated to be like, I just have to eat it. See, <laughs> it's that's, free. That's, that's the way I am. So I would think that, like, I would just, like, donate it to, like, all the, like, Churches, concession stands, little leagues. Like, y'all need some chips? Here we go. Got, got another shipment coming in this week. Gosh, how is that family eating boxes of these chips every week? They hit just every time we go there. They're eating those chips. <laughs> have you seen the Matt Canada Burner account story? Oh, we have a Matt Canada Burner account? No, but I, Scoots, I know you saw Tomlin's quote where he was... Like, unprompted, like, we've got to look at changes, and it made me so happy. Ooh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. That makes me happy as they, well. They just asked about the offense, and he's like, we got to look at some changes, which I don't know what they are, but I hope it's happening because uh, since Matt Cannon has taken over, the Steelers have had zero 400-yard games of offense. What? And the most, like, the next closest fewest is four. Like, there's, so that that's how far behind the Steelers are. Like, even the Bears have at least four four hundred yard games since Matt Canada took over. That's pathetic. Yeah, it's so it's so sad, so pathetic. So yes, please, but, but, I, I want to hear about this burner account because I want to I want to start tweeting at it. The Twitter account is at Danny Football seventy seven. Says they're from West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. There is a tweet that says George Pickens is a superstar on any other team with a competent OC. Says one. Twitter account and the Danny Danny football replied back and said Pickens has had 30 targets through four games that's the same as guys like CD Lamb Canada gets him involved get your facts straight another Ooh. one he responded another tweet said wow shocker I guess Canada must have possessed 
the QB to throw an interception, a better ball, and that's a game-changing play. <laughs> all of them are, all these tweets are just defending Matt Canada. So people think it's his burner account. Pretty funny, though. I love a good burner conspiracy on social media. Oh, man, here we go. Uh, yep, I watched Pittsburgh's offense dominate in Oakland. Do enough in Cleveland. Same friend in Houston or Juggernaut said the Steelers met at the wrong time. Not much they could have done yesterday. <laughs> Not much you could do against the, the Houston, Houston Astros. Then they put up uh, the Houston Astros. Then they put up six points against them. Hey, on the real though, is not much, much you could do. Are the Texans good? No. Uh, I mean, they smoked the Jags, smoked the Steelers. Like, are they going to be? underrated this year like, no no i mean they're I, better I, than we thought but they're not good yeah yeah I, I i had a sneaky feeling that like they they had i mean they, they have the number one and no not the number one and number two they have the number two and number three picks in last year's draft in will anderson and cj stroud um D'Amico ryan's was a good coach and i i think part of it is they're just a little ahead of schedule because usually first year Defensive head coaches in the NFL, it takes them a while. So they're they're ahead of schedule, uh, but they're probably going to come back down to earth in a little bit uh, and be like, you know how that division is, Scoots. It's a bunch of just like nine and eight. What, what is it now? Yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, like nine and eight, ten and seven, just kind of middling. They'll probably be like, ooh, they're around 500 and then some injuries happen and they lose their last three games and they're not really in the playoff chase. Uh, but CJ Stroud, though, has been uh, like I. If you're a Panthers fan, are you worried that you picked the wrong player, or is this just a byproduct of not yet? Well, yeah, you're probably worried. Or is yeah. this just a byproduct of the, the Panthers trading away whatever they had to help Bryce Young because they got rid of the receiver, they traded him the Bears to get this pick, and then they don't have an offensive line. So, like, are, are you are you going to blame it on that and give it a pass? Yeah, I mean, you're probably definitely worried because you don't. You, a little bit, but not enough to really like come to the conclusion, I think would be fair. Mm -hmm. The Texans may win out, folks. Their schedule is hilariously bad. Really? They're not really going to win out because they're the Texans. But listen to this just briefly. I know okay. it's not the most fun radio. They go to Atlanta, winnable game. Yep. They host New Orleans, winnable, winnable. game. They go to Carolina, winnable oh, game. Yeah. They host the Buccaneers. Buccaneers have been a little better than we thought, but still, winnable game. They go to Cincinnati, which that's probably a loss, but the Bengals certainly have looked horrible. They host Arizona. They host the Jaguars. They host the Broncos. They go on the, the road to the New York Jets. They go on the road to the Tennessee Titans. They host the Cleveland Browns. They host the Tennessee Titans, and they finish their season in Indianapolis against the Colts. I mean, obviously, they're going to pick up several losses during that stretch, but goodness gracious, you can't ask for an easier schedule. You really can't. I mean, unless you threw the Bears on there somewhere. Man, the Bears are such a bad football team. By the way, I am. I was so upset with myself on Sunday for not slamming Denver when they were down twenty-eight-seven. Oh, I mean, biggest regret of the weekend. Although it, it is hard I mean, to trust an zero and three team. Yeah, right. Seriously, you're yeah. gonna. You but I mean, still, I, I should. The Bears are the worst team in in the NFL, no question. So yeah, they really are. Yeah, they're terrible. TJ, did you see the uh, kickoff time for Cats Mizzou? I did. I did. And if it's going to be a UK home game in October, it's most likely almost guaranteed. Set your watch to it. It'll be a night game. Yep. Could be three straight ESPN yeah. games for yeah. the Cats. Uh, it, it's either going to be UK and Missouri at 7 o'clock on ESPN, or it'll be UK and Missouri at 7.30 on SEC Network. The other game that they're 
that the, the networks want to wait to see this week how it goes is Auburn versus, is it LSU? It's mostly just Missouri. No, 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 no. You can't say they're going to be at seven. the other potential yeah, game. Yeah, it's Auburn versus somebody not, like, yeah. I think it's LSU. But it mostly comes down to, like, if Missouri stays undefeated. If they... It is Auburn if, and LSU, by the way. Right, so, like, if Missouri beats LSU, Missouri's undefeated, LSU all of a sudden has three losses... So that that they'd be the more you know attractive team. Great point. Yeah. Though. Do you think if LSU beats Missouri, then that almost like guarantees that they go to Baton Rouge for the ESPN game or not? Probably. Yeah. UK beat Georgia, then definitely not. Just from say, a logo but. standpoint, but if yeah, yeah, uh, but if no, and on the other hand, I think if UK beats Georgia, they're guaranteed ESPN. No matter Absolutely. What. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. At which point, if then you, you're talking game day against Missouri. As like a quirky little like, hey, you wouldn't think we'd be in Lexington for this one, but undefeated Missouri, undefeated UK. Be like UK. Kansas last year. When oh it, yeah, it Kansas Good Duke. Point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, people forget about that. People do forget about that. Duke been a part of two game day games the last two years. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'd be I'd be more happy about the beating Georgia part than the having game day show up. Yeah, I, I mean, game day. I, if it happens, great. But yeah, I'm with you. Just win and then that stuff kind of works itself out one way or another yeah um but you're right night games in october that's that's what happens mm -hmm. um it's like crab cakes and football that's what maryland does so uh, i hope you all got your uh noon fatigue out because it's going to be a late one i'm the big bigger fan of not 7 30 7 30 just that extra because it's it says 7 30 but it's like 7 37 ESPN usually kicks off at like seven or three. They don't. They don't have like the long. Like we gotta. We gotta give Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers hair more time to do their little intro thing. It takes a while to get started. Those are just the latest nights. So let's let's. I agree. Let's do seven, the seven, seven and ESPN. Seven thirty. It does weirdly make a difference for it only being thirty minutes. And again, just to say, as a program, you're on ESPN three straight weeks. Hopefully, going at minimum two and one, maybe three and zero. Oh, that would be. That'd be pretty awesome. Justin Rowland picked a UK upset over Georgia. What'd you think about that? Just, Roush looked disgusted, everybody. Yeah, I mean, because that's like the easy... Yeah. You think it's a click pick? No, but I mean like... Everybody loves a good click pick. An unsolicited click pick. I mean, why are we doing predictions on Monday? I don't know. I mean, Justin's good. Like, Justin's very good at driving conversation. Oh, he was on, he was on with our boy Cutler. And I guess Cutler asked him, and he answered the question. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to spell out the scenario, though, where Kentucky wins, though. It's the easiest it's ever been to spell out the scenario, but it's also easy to spell out the one where they win. Where, where does this game rank? I'm curious, because I was listening to some other programs yesterday, and they were talking about this game. Where does it rank for you all in terms of hype building up to the game? Like, th I mean, this week is obviously... With, with Kentucky 5-0, you're going to number one Georgia. So there's all kinds of hype, and I've heard all kinds of people say, well, if there was ever a time they could do it, it it's this year. So I'm just curious how this game stacks up versus some others in your all's lifetimes. It actually is probably third. On, really? Okay. In, on like, no, in, in just in Kentucky-Georgia games, it's less hype than in 21, and it's less hype than it was in 2018. Okay. You agree, TJ? Definitely less than 2018. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, because that was for the SEC. I East. think you're probably right about that. And I, I think it's a. Some UK fans probably don't agree with this, and that's fine. You all can disagree with me. Don't come after me. But I, I think it's a house money game for a lot of UK fans. I think that's ultimately where I'm at with it. 
Scoots is that, like, I'm pumped for Saturday. And as the week goes on, I'm going to get more and more pumped. And come Saturday, I'm probably going to start convincing myself that UK can win. But it's UK's off to a great start. They have done everything that we've needed them to do through the first five games. They have pummeled Florida. They pummeled Vanderbilt. I thought that tweet I sent out yesterday should have definitely gotten more love. But again, you know, the shadow ban sort of deal. Uh, UK leading, there's 16 minutes out of 120 that UK hasn't been up double digits in SEC games. It's just a, that's like a nutty stat. It's something that we're never going to see again, probably in our lifetime. That 104 minutes out of 120, it's really more than 104, it's almost 105, but they've been up double digits in games. There's only about 15 minutes, 16 minutes where UK hasn't been up two scores in SEC play. Uh, But can this team be the one to beat Georgia for the first time since 21, Roush? Is that what we said yesterday? Is that how long it's been since Georgia's lost a football game? On the uh, road, between the hedges, having to go in and doing it. Like, even if this UK team was legitimately... It's an SEC championship game, yeah, to if, Alabama. Even if this UK team was legitimately better than Georgia, which Georgia's more talented. That's not being a homer. Georgia has more talented players. And UK may be better. We'll find out on Saturday. But even if UK was, like, head and shoulders the more talented team, a tough place to win on a Saturday night in a spot where Georgia's program's probably facing the most adversity that they've faced in two years. I did air quotes around that word, but like their fans are kind of like, what the hell's wrong with our guys? You know, they need to, we only barely beat Auburn. We need to kick it into high gear. So they're going to come out fired up. Everybody's making a huge deal about how much UK's covered over Georgia over the past few years. Um, Everybody's talking about how they like UK to cover on Saturday. So I'm still pretty cautious about how things are going to go down, but I'm, I'm excited. I'll get there. It's just I'm not there yet. I well, think that has something to do with the Florida game on I, Saturday. I think some of it is just also the we've done, we've talked ourselves into this before, right? Like, you can only talk yourselves into upsetting the number one team in the country so many times, and as fun as that win was on Saturday, and as good as the defense has been, everybody knows that, like, I mean, we think this team could be better, but we haven't we haven't seen them firing on all cylinders. In the past, like, if you if you look at the sort of breakthrough games, the like, the way I'm going to talk myself into it is Kentucky ha- is due for these breakthrough games before, like, the depth and everything maybe starts to catch up on them a little bit, and it, they just kind of wear down, and then they have a slip-up that they shouldn't lose. But Kentucky hasn't had a breakthrough yet, and they also haven't had one against... Uh, football team what if it just times out right I think that's the best thing is that timing might just be on their side well um, as far as having an offensive breakthrough and then playing a team I mean Scoots Kentucky scored they were up 23 nothing and 24 nothing to start SEC play Georgia has not outscored its opponents in the first quarter this year they're a very slow starting team so well, like there there's a there is at least a formula there for Kentucky to pull off the upset well and that's what makes it so fun like watching how the season's played out thus far is because at the beginning of the season, every Kentucky fan, I mean, well, not everyone, but 98% of Kentucky fans will tell you, yeah, they're, well, we're going to lose at Georgia, no questions asked. But now there's, it seems like there's a larger portion of people that are like, hey, Kentucky can win this game. And maybe it's because of how well they played against Florida, or maybe it's because of how much Georgia has struggled overall this year. I mean, but both teams are undefeated, but just having that belief that Kentucky can go in and win that that's to me what make is going to make this week a lot of fun leading up to the game now, the Kentucky fans definitely think they can win yeah. and I think they should think that they can win and 
Roush, I don't think it's crazy to think that even if they were to lose, you could look at that Alabama home game where UK maybe still only has one loss going into that, which would also equally be as fun. But no, I'm 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 with that sentiment, Scoots. I it's just a tough one. Uh, our buddy Van Hiles, he went on the Rup to No Good podcast. Yeah, he said that there's better than a fifty percent chance. Yeah, that UK beats Georgia. I mean, the one. Um, oh, it is a fifty percent chance. He the, called it a coin flip game. And I, and I think that that was something we said going into the year. The there shouldn't be a game that you go into where you're like, no, Kentucky has a puncher's chance, and it's not just like. Because of the odds. Like, no, like, they're good enough to beat every team on their schedule. They are. But they got to they gotta fire at the right time. They got to put it together um, at the right time. And I, I, I'm, I am at least encouraged by the Kentucky's finding different ways to win um, and their tenacity on defense. Like, they, they should be giving um, Georgia some problems. Now, Georgia is, is getting healthier. I need to check their fools. I mean... Kirby, he done. He, him and Stoops are on the same page when it comes to injury reports. But um, like Ladd McConkey played in his first game against Auburn. The running backs they had a lot of health issues there, so I, I think they're getting back at the right time. Um, I mean, I guess the wrong time for Kentucky fans. Yesterday, Stoops was pretty like he he didn't know what to say about the receivers as Barryon and Tavion both left the game. I think Tavion came back at one point. Barion looked fine afterwards, so I think they're going to be fine to play, but, you know, he didn't really say much, and I think Horsey's going to play, but, uh, so, you know, that's something uh, else you need to consider, but for the most part, I did, I did like that Soup said, no matter what, he's like, yeah, we got to use Dekel and Anthony Brown, because the receivers, if they aren't yeah. doing their jobs, and these guys got to play, they got to they gotta show up and be reliable for us. No more time for excuses. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, let's take our last break. Come back, get and just do nothing but text to wrap up the show. That sound good to everybody? Sounds great. All right. I love the UK Georgia discussion. Love UK football being five and zero. Talking about the Cats playing Tevin big Wallace Tuesday, baby. SEC football games on Tevin Tevin Trevin Wallace Tuesday. Tevin Wallace Trevin Wallace Tuesday. I just saw a tweet about Tevin Mack. He was a former Alabama player. The Mickey Mickey Mac. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Kentucky Roll Call. Mince operation, child in danger. Can we maybe not call it that? See you on the other side. Nerds. Whoa. What? We went from skateboard scoots to... I don't know what the heck's going on with the music and stuff. That that was a Stranger Things rejoin, and I'm happy to report, guys, that I understand it now. I've, I've always avoided playing it, but now that I've seen the show, I, I get it. Did you, did you, did you catch up? I am. Um, no, I am still. I haven't watched season four yet. I, I don't want to do it until season five comes out. But now that the writer strikes over, maybe that'll be coming sooner rather than later. But so you, which one? Oh no. Okay, you, you haven't. There, there's an episode in season four that's like the ultimate like 
I mean, it, it it's one of the biggest revelations of the series. So I, I don't know why you just wouldn't. I guess maybe wait till after football season, but. So I, I finished season three, and then, yeah, I, I watched like half of the episode, first episode of season four, forgot that it was like two and a half hours long, so I stopped in the middle of that episode, so eventually I'll just go back and rewatch season three, and then four, and then hopefully by that time five's out, and I can watch it as well. I don't know if I remember the big thing that you're talking about. Um... I mean, I'm sure I'm just... Yeah, don't it. ruin it. You're just forgetting it. I'll tell you off air. You'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a great episode. Like, Should one of the greatest. spoil the crap out no. of Mr. Scoots? I kind of want to. Just spoil them like some milk? Some nasty old milk. You know what's not nasty or old? The Thornton Stexlon. Yep. And They're Salsaritas. the nicest ever. Salsaritas is just wonderful. I love... Well, and it's Taco Tuesday. That's true, too. So when you use oh. your Salsaritas app and you get tacos, they give you bonus bucks. TJ's probably already been something. three times this week. No, because all the leftovers. Had <laughs> had chili. Had Kern's chili at nine thirty yesterday morning. It was my <laughs> breakfast. I'm not kidding. I, I was going to take a picture of it, but my phone was still on the stupid thing charging, so I couldn't. It wasn't on yet. <laughs> it took like thirty minutes for it to even just turn on. You know, like when it you'll plug it in, it'll be like the red thing, and it'll be like, yeah, it's not on enough to be able to turn on. It took like thirty minutes. Jeez. I just ate chili by myself. <laughs> Uh, but I do love Salsaritas. On a normal week, Scoots, you're right about that. It's probably been my longest stretch in a couple months. I think it's been maybe a week. I think I went last <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Maybe I'll get back there today. If uh, A busy day, a busy work day today, though. Work picking up a little bit, which is not a bad thing from a financial standpoint, but uh, makes it actually gives me more excuses to go to Salsaritas. Like, oh, I'm on the run. No time to go home and make lunch. Need to let Salsaritas make it. Yeah. Download that app. You'll save time and money. I do every time I'm there. Do it to it. 502-414-1450. I don't think we finished yesterday, but I think we got pretty close. We did. Do you remember where, Scoots? I don't see an X. Um, let me X going to give see it to if you. if I can find it. Um, oh, I think I think it was John's text. Um, I think I think that was the last one we read because he talked about Ray Davis winning the Heisman. And we oh, said, yeah. A little slow your roll there, Johnny boy. Uh, after we went up 10 nothing, one Texas says, I got the early line for the Georgia game at plus 21.5. Georgia-Auburn game, closer than expected. Does that mean Georgia is beatable, or do we fear this was just their wake-up call and they'll come out sharper against us? So that latter line of thinking is how I would have proceeded in previous years, but that's just what they've done all year. Did the same thing when South Carolina came home. I know that that's kind of what Georgia fans are they're telling themselves, like, oh, hey, we can do this, but... Um, I, I will say, so Georgia gave up about 220 yards on the ground. That's something you don't see very often from a Georgia defense, especially the last couple of years. They did a lot of it um, with the quarterback run game, though. So I don't, I, I'm still not sure how effective Ray Davis is going to be um, in this rushing attack down there. But as Kirby said, he's like, you know, Kentucky's explosive in the pass and in the run. So you can't. Can't just load up the box and like make Will Levis try to beat you like they used to do with Chris Rodriguez. It was like we're not going to let Chris Rodriguez or Benny Snell. You know, even though Devin Leary has been great, like they can still pop some big plays in the passing game, and that that's what Kentucky's going to have to do to win. Create some explosive plays. I like that line though. Yeah, it was twenty three and a half at, at some early on, so a lot of fun. Uh, I admittedly got a bad early Florida line. I got UK given three. 
no. early, like a week in advance. Well, didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter, though. Uh, another texture says, WTF is up with Leary. Yeah, he's struggling. I mean, he's struggling on some throws. Yeah. Would like to see him more consistent. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to finger point because all this needs to be cleaned up and all of it needs to be better, but you do wonder just seeing as many drops as he's gotten. I didn't realize in real time just how bad Barry on touchdown drop was. You know it was like, oh man, from the stands, he needed to catch that. But seeing the replays of it, that was just a classic case of like, I think he was thinking about his celebration before he had hauled it all in. Uh, Dan Issel, by the way, he said that he was listening to the For- Florida broadcast. It was just like he was traveling. It was the only Shane one Matthews. that he could get. Yeah. He said that Florida's color commentary guy accused UK of pumping in sound. Like fake. Oh, I heard um, that. That's, yeah. that's Shane Matthews. That guy's a loser. Um, he's a dork. What a compliment. He's such a... He's. If I'm UK, I'm, I'm like, I am highlighting that. Like, I'm taking that audio clip and then I'm like putting it in our recap video. Because that is the ultimate compliment. That like this stadium was so nutty that it had to be fake noise. Right. Right, that, like that, no, guy, that hey, guy sucks. He's such not, a hater. I, UK I can't football could have a guy. good atmosphere. Maybe Florida should try it again sometime. It's not 2006 anymore, buddy. Urban Meyer isn't grinding with a girl down that hallway. Texter says, "Oh, it's Kirby. Incredible game. Cats dominated. Absolutely hated giving Jatan a series before half. Ray Davis had 200 plus yards and couldn't be stopped, so we give it to Juju for three carries for minus two yards, and they drive and they score, but." Cats never flinched, and even though I panicked, they never did. Georgia giving 17 and a half has to be easy money, right? Uh, I think I most people are on the Cats, Kirby. It's a weird line of thinking. I will say, though, going back to our off-the-air um, conversation, Scoots, about like trying to time it out correctly, mm-hmm. Georgia not covering to this point in the season. Like you, If you're just... If you're betting on a team, like, all right, they're going to wake up eventually... I feel like the timing would be right around now. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's just. It, I feel like that's just you trying to protect yourself emotionally, though. Oh, right. I mean, no, no, and I, I, I don't care. I got Kentucky plus twenty three and a half. Uh, Georgia ain't covering that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, good. Thank you for not, doing that. Not um, <laughs> but I, I know there's a lot of people who probably middled this game where they got an early look headline for UK and then if dabbled with Georgia, but. Uh, Kirby says, leave me with the Leary slander BS. Dane and Barry on run terrible routes and try wide open catches to kill momentum. They had to get better. That's true. Le- Leary misses some. That's true. But absolutely kept in insane with the drops from those two. Uh, yeah, the drops are, are – I mean, with Danky, it's getting beyond concerning at this point. Barry on, I don't know. I'm not as concerned. I'm not sure. As Man, that would have been so great if he had that catch in the back of the end zone, Yeah, would have won me a nice little bit of money on, above anything else. But uh, – like, that one was such a bad drop that, like, I'm not worried about Barry on doing that stuff again. Dane just will drop ones that are not necessarily, like, good catches. They're catches you need to make if you're a scholarship D1 receiver. But, like, it's just they're sometimes in traffic. And it's like, can you just not catch it unless you're just totally and completely wide open? One of the – watching back the game, I don't know what commentator it was, but when Dane Key dropped that one, I think on third down, which would have given UK a first down, he was – the commentator was like, you got to catch. He went kind of off on Dane. He was like, you got to catch that ball. I don't know. I think it may have been the other guy. Oh, I Tess? Know. I think it was Tess. Okay. Yeah, I think. But I could be wrong about that. With hey. the with the drops involved, has Leary been as good as Levis or no? If, no. if, if all those drops are catches? If you look at just their first five games, 
then it's about the same. Isn't that wild, though, that coming into this season, everyone pretty much thought that Leary was going to be better than Levis was? Because Leary was better than Levis in practice. It's yeah. an opinion business. Scoot. Yeah. True. Um, but, yeah, if you look at first five games of their Kentucky tenures, uh, they're about even, but we expected more. Like We expected a three-year starter to be further ahead than a guy who was starting for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's been it's been disappointing to, to this point. Um, Brett. Right. Oh, God. Uh, Steve says, did UK have receivers pouting on the sidelines against Florida? Tell them football is a team game, and when they grow up, maybe they will realize that. No, I saw them celebrating on the sidelines and, like, talking trash to Florida. So, like, I don't I don't know where you're getting that from, Steve. Like, are you just assuming that they were upset? Barryon was talking and, mad trash. Well, Kirby, Florida. also, going back to one of your earlier texts, like, Ray Davis is going to need a break every now and then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it stinks how the end of that first half kind of played out, uh, but... I was more disappointed that they didn't feed Ray once they got inside the 10 on that first drive. I agree. You know, that. like that that's the one where, but yeah, like, but switch hey, up every they, drive. They did but, that later, though. You know, they went to him yeah, frequently. He, he got it. Uh, I, yeah, Steve, I'm not sure if I saw that either, but I was at the game watching back on replay. I yeah, it was it. the point that, like, Barion, I mean, that, that we saw him just, like, jumping around and, like, smack talking and all sorts of stuff. So I don't think that was the case. By the way, Brett McMurphy releases the highest-paid public school coach salaries in 2023. Where do you think Mark Stoops ranks? He's like ninth. Eighth. Yeah. Just barely above Josh Heupel. Do we want to do like the, if you're paying them this much, then we need those results, take. No, because uh, part of do it. Do it. Part of the reason why he's top 10 is because he, like, you get paid more the longer you're at one job, and only Nick Saban's been at his job longer in the SEC. Nick's and you're in the, the SEC. Paid coach, by the way. Yeah, um, there's probably like four or five SEC coaches still paid more. I love it. I, you know, if UK starts having losing records and stuff like that, we'll we'll cross that bridge if we ever get I mean, to Kentucky's it. Kentucky's been five and zero in three straight years. <laughs> like he, he has totally revamped and changed UK football. The thing I like almost the most about it, Roush, isn't so much necessarily like oh, I demand these results because we're paying them this much money. It's more that if someday. I hope it's not for a while. Mark Stoops isn't going to be UK's head football coach. When you're talking about having the potential to make another head coach, a top 10 coach, and you're probably you're right. The longer it goes on, the more the money kind of gets built into a right, contract. Right. But even a top 15 head coach for UK football, do you all know how hard it was for UK to hire football coaches in the past? You know how difficult it's been? It hasn't been the highest paying job in the world. It's been one of the toughest rebuilds possible. Nobody thought that there was really a blueprint to win. And... You never know how history is going to play out. Hopefully, Mark Stoops doesn't get UK in a ton of like NCAA trouble or there's some scandal or anything like that. You never know in today's age. But when he does decide to leave, hopefully he retires under the Colossus of Stoops, which I'm being told that they're working on the funding for UK's, what was it, 36-foot statu- story statue. 36 stories is how big the Colossus of Stoops is going to be. Hopefully he retires then. But I, I look at more of these numbers as just like, Sweet, because when UK is going to need another coach someday, we may not have to do what we did when Mark Stoops called Mitch Barnhart and was like, hey, I'm a DC at Florida State. I really want this job. Will you interview me? That's how they got Mark Stoops. It wasn't like they had, you know, they had their list of people they wanted. Who was the other guy that ended up, uh, I mean, Butch Jones, I think, was considered. Uh, I think a guy who went to Arkansas. Uh, the one that was weird is. Uh, Sonny, Di- Sonny Dykes. National championship. Sonny Dykes year. was uh, But he had to like go get fired at Cal and then do a rehab stint at SMU and then be good at SMU and then get hired by the crosstown team. 
Do you have? I think what like, a weird coaching web he's weaved. He really has. But point being, I think you know if Kentucky can pay a coach top eight money, that, but, that ain't. Changing. But like also, Kentucky didn't like Sonny Dykes went to Cal. Yeah, look where Cal is right now. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it all worked out though. Yep. A uh, texter says, "Serious question: Does Joe Tessitore shout at everyone, or is it just the TV audience?" I thought Leach got excited for six yards runs. Wow. I love Tess. I did, hate Tess. Oh man, he's my favorite. Did you did you watch him any on Fine Bomb on Friday? They had him and uh, Katie George on the set, and he was just he he was really ragging her. Just all the ads she was doing on. Like, yeah, we can't can't get away from all of her ads because <laughs> we're just doing a production meeting, and all of a sudden she's on my TV screen. I've said this before, but I, I only know Tess because of like boxing from back in the day. So now, anytime I hear him on any other sport, it just it doesn't sound. Well, right. that's because you missed out on all of his great work on the SEC Network. He I, he was he, the voice of uh, SEC basketball there for a while he before just, he did Monday Night Football. He just seems like a ESPN Ocho type of broadcaster. I, I love Tess. man. I bet Katie George is pumped. Did the UK game Just on Saturday probably gets to do Notre Dame on Saturday at U of L? Uh, ABC has it, has it been announced yet? Check it because it might be it might be the Fowler crew. I don't know, but I wonder if they just throw her bone and be like, "Hey, just stay home for two weeks." You know, that'd be <laughs> sweet be, for her. Yeah, be easy. And also, their family has a bunch of weird Notre Dame ties too. It'd probably be like cool for her to be able to call that, uh, which she, she may have done the last time Notre Dame came to. The Ville. Another nice thing about the Brett McMurphy list of coaches and their salaries. I know sometimes people worry about UK losing a coach. All right, well, you know, make sure you're ready to pay Mark Stoops probably substantially more if he's going to leave, right? He's probably not going to want to just leave for uh, equal pay. He's probably not going to take less money. So the schools that are paying coaches more at this juncture, A&M, LSU, Michigan State, which is interesting, the Mel Tucker situation, that's obviously going to change. Ryan Day at Ohio State, Kirby Smart at Georgia, Dabo at Clemson, and obviously Nick Saban at Alabama. I feel like any of those schools, if they came a call in for Mark Stoops, we'd be nervous about it, with the exception of Michigan State. You were right, by the way. Katie's good in the wall. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's in town. I, I feel like they throw and her Tess, on that. And Jordan Rogers, surprisingly, no they're Jesse Palmer. They're, called, they're, they're calling the U of L Notre Dame? Yes. That's a good crew. They're AB. Yeah, that's but that, fun. that's not the normal crew, though. That's all right. I mean, it's still a good crew. Jesse Palmer. Do people hate Jesse Palmer still? I, I do. Have was he was watched, he bad? Was he that bad? No, I don't. I don't have an issue. I mean, I just hope he was punching air though, watching his Florida Gators just get. That's a good point. I didn't really notice that. I, I forgot to make that. What a loser! Have you all watched The Golden Bachelor yet? No, um, n- no, but I actually think I want to. Just like the first episode, because I, the the women I would project on there would I think would be entertaining. Isn't he from Indiana? He is. It could be your opa. This is no. Indiana. Not Opa. Opa would never. He's been married 56 years. Actually, uh, yesterday. But isn't your grandpa only like 72? He is 70. I want to say 78. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice, that's a, that's a young man. Opa's a young man. Yeah. I just want to watch like the overnight episodes of the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> Papa see Alice before. <laughs> They actually like do a commercial, you know, like how sometimes move like the Jurassic Park had Jeep cars everywhere, Mercedes or whatever they're, they're, it was. They're in the bathtub overlooking the the, the ocean, <laughs> and then all of a sudden on the table to the Cialis. What does the uh, uh, Michael Sarah have in his pocket in Super Bad? The lube. 
South and Josh here. TJ, awesome meeting you this weekend. Appreciate the victory beer. I mean, soda. A lot of victory sodas. Good meeting you too, South and Josh. A lot of fun. A lot of, saw a lot of people. Uh, it was just a, a really fun day for UK football. Ricky was laying, oh, we already read that one yesterday. Yep. Just providing a free money tip. Given I signed up my girlfriend for betting on all the sports betting apps, I'm hedging tonight's Sunday night football game. I'm using all the bonus money, and I'm evening it out all to take the Giants plus two, then using the leftover money at the Seahawks minus one and a half basically guarantees a profit. Just food for thought for your wives if they don't bet. Bonus money expires this week, so either you use it or you lose it. That's a good That's a good call. You could have also just known the Seahawks were going to roll like me. Yeah, like I, I hate doing what that guy just did. Having, it's gambling. Like, dude, what, what are you I doing? Know, but, but if you can get like a guaranteed profit, it's nice to do that. Gamble. Having a and bet, a bet against the Giants. Yeah. Have, having an account for your wife is a clutch move. One of my best friends, he does that. He's got DraftKings and FanDuel for him and his wife. So, I mean, if he played his bonuses right this weekend, he should have made six hundred well, free dollars. Uh, the, the best, yeah, I haven't done it yet, but you get a hundred. Each account gets hundred bucks. Yeah, sign Joel, your sign your wives up. Did you all see the Trevor Bauer video? No, uh, I haven't watched it, but. Um, I that, saw some of the screen caps. That poor dude. What do you do now? I, I w- like this girl just had a very elaborate scheme to try to like get money from him she's, via allegations of like sexual assault and stuff. They they had like text message receipts where yeah. she's like, "Got to get him to choke me so I can get that fifty one million dollars." Yeah, um, it was real. It like well, it makes you sick. The only the only thing that like I don't think that tells the complete story though because aren't there other women that have tried to like. Yeah, there's been multiple with him. Right. Trevor Bauer? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think it tells the whole story in this regard, though. Oh, yeah, for this girl. one it does. Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly. But, I, you know, I can't I can't speak to the other stuff. I will, but I will say, too, though, the like we always, like, give people respect when they bet on themselves. But, like, Trevor Bauer, why didn't you just sign a long-term deal, you dingus? He went to the KBO. That's a respectable league. Okay, I'm talking about when he was in the major leagues before all this happened. Yeah. He was oh, just he, doing one-year deals with all these teams. Probably never thought this was going to happen. Well, uh, yeah, he 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 was kind of a he. He's got a few screws loose up there. All major league pitchers, I think, got a few screws loose. That guy certainly. Uh, I, I will say, I do miss having that character. Like he was one of the few characters in baseball that I knew. Where it's like this guy is just such a psycho. He threw that ball out of the ballpark. Remember that in Cincinnati? That's always just fun, though. Oh. If I was a football player and I scored a touchdown, just like I'd hit the ball over top golf nets. Yeah. Throw the football out of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, but in this instance, I mean, that girl, it, it's a shame. She's probably not going to go to prison for what she did. But uh, she's also not going to get any money from Trevor Bauer out of it. So I guess there's at least that. Uh, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, RIP to Tim Wakefield, by the way. No One kidding. of my favorite Red Sox pitchers of all time. Died of cancer. Yeah. Oh, man. He's yeah, the he was step. my inspiration for wanting to throw a knuckleball. He's everybody's inspiration exactly. for the knuckleball. Yep. Like, oh, I don't have to throw it ninety nine miles per hour, but I can make these goobers look like dinguses with sixty eight mile per hour pitches that just break a million miles away. A called strike on a Tim Wakefield pitch was like the most fun pitch in baseball. You'd have the batter just looking silly. You'd have the ump being like, you know what? After all, that was a strike. <laughs> uh, so. That's cancer still remains the absolute worst. And uh, thoughts with him and, and his family. Did you all know that Tim Wakefield was actually a first baseman? And when he got drafted, he was told that he won't ever go past double A. 
as a, as a position player. So he decided to work on his pitching. He decided to learn the knuckleball and ended up pitching until he was 44. So great decision when it's all said and done. He was part of just those like really, really fun Red Sox teams yeah. that they were just, they were such connected and united teams that I know you still get that from day to day. The hype, hyperbolic take would be like, you don't get teams that are close anymore like that. But you still do from time to time. But those Red Sox teams, they were they truly seemed to be like brothers with one another. So you got like Jason Veritek breaking down, talking about Wakefield. You got David Ortiz breaking down, talking about uh, Tim Wakefield. It, it, was, it was sad. He was only, um, I don't know how old he was. Born in 66, so do the 25 years older than me, so 57 in that ballpark. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, all right, another texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Says three-game series at one stadium to make it a DS. Oh, so somebody uh, did scoots his homework for yep. Leap, Pat Mahomes, sincerely, all KC betters at seven and a half. I uh, mean, he just made the smart play. You can't be mad about that. No, you you can't be because no. you're an irrationally thinking gambler. <laughs> what a great weekend. TJ finally hit puberty and the Cats chomped the Gators. <laughs> Glad my voice sounds better today. I've got a lot of inspections today. That was just not going to be a good time. So that was a joke. I'm not being serious. No, Alex, no, no. Being serious. Alex from Colga here. TJ doing his best RFK Jr. impersonation today. Glad you brought home the dub, but rest up that voice, our sweet prince. <laughs> I just tried to do our, my part, Alex from Colga. Wanted to see UK beat Florida in person, so I was going to do what I could. That's being very obnoxious. Uh, yeah, RFK Jr. Maybe you're going to run as a third-party candidate. Ooh. That's for a political for like a political nerd discussion, it is that is fascinating to me. But we don't have enough time today. After we went, uh, it's going to totally change the election. By the way, read that one. By the way, what the which one? The one you're about to read. Thank oh you. yeah, yeah. Because yep. Uh, thanks, Scoots. Here's some food for thought. Matt House, who's D coordinator for our Citrus Bowl win, and bidding Josh Allen is DC for LSU, who's quite literally giving up a touchdown on almost every drive. He was our defensive coordinator of the best defensive team in Kentucky football history in 2018. LSU is a program that can get even better talent than Kentucky, yet looks horrific currently. But when it lost to the side, I don't think people realize how incredible of Coach Stoops is for Kentucky. The dude is a defensive genius. Yeah. Um, but it took time. But Brian, Brian Kelly, uh, he, gave, he gave Matt House the – Full endorsement, the kiss of death, you know, like he's got my full confidence. The vote of confidence always a bad. Uh, By the way, I thought this was really interesting. I don't remember where I heard. Oh, I think it was on. I think Justin Rowland did like a Twitter live. He was like, I always thought Brad White was going to be the next head coach here, there, or the other. He was like, I've got reason to believe that he may be around UK for longer than people think. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you are on the same page. As yeah, that yeah. was like I jaw dropped to me. There was like, there was somebody that Brad White in the program and stu- like what? Let's do this. There, there was a, a thread on uh, our, our on KS board that was like, well, we all we we all want Brad White to go because that means he's doing well. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, no, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, no, I, you're you're not speaking for everybody, we, here, buddy. You got a mouse in your pocket? Because like, I, I want to get Ed Reed in there. I'm like, what, dude? Ed Reed has never coached football. Like, you, just because you're good at football doesn't mean you can coach it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm at the point, like, Brad, because here's the thing with that, that to connect the Matt House dots, I mean, that was the second time that Brian Kelly tried to hire Brad White. Brad went down to a visit at LSU and said, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I don't, I don't like I, dance movies. He's, de- he's, I'm almost, there's no doubt in my mind that he's staying at least through Alex Fari, Keaton Wade, Deion Walker through next year. Yeah, he might like, well. 
Yeah. I, People I, forget also next year's defense may be better than this year. It's going to be like, sicko mode. Yeah. They're just, it's going to be incredible. But, um, so like, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to stay through that. And then, you know, maybe like a big Power Five job comes open. But also, like, that, I mean, like, Mike Elko got the Duke job, right? Like, there, <laughs> how many big jobs are going to come calling for Brad White? So, like, I, I think he's pretty comfortable. He's getting paid a ton of money. And I don't think he has an overwhelming desire to seek out other jobs. I think he's pretty comfortable right now, and it would take a lot to get him to go. By the way, that awesome UK defense for next year that we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we know it's going to be good. They're going to play at Florida, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, and at Texas. It's tough road games for those groups, but, you know, bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, Is it, right, here, something quick food for thought out loud with Texas. They lost Bijan Robinson and are better. I, well, that guy's so good. He's dominating. He's the Falcons' <laughs> best player, and I don't know if it's particularly close. He's like one of the best running backs in the NFL, and like yeah. Texas is somehow better without him. The defense at home is going to get to go up against Auburn, Georgia, South Carolina, that is Louisville. Not, that is not an easy schedule. Oh, it's a low schedule. You know, it's, it's like NFL in the sense of like even when you have an easy game, it's still like, all right, yeah. an easy game's Auburn coming to town. Right, you know? and they'll probably be pretty good. They're going to be awesome. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be good. Yeah. It's not going to take uh, It's not going to take him long to get that going. It's, <laughs> as, controver- as controversial as so, uh, let's enjoy as, this five and zero while we're here. Freeze is, but yeah. no, that's just great as a Kentucky fan though to be like, I'm not scared of that schedule next year. Bring it on. It's tough for sure, but like we're tough. Cats are tough. The one thing I find funny with UL fans is how they refuse to give Kentucky credit. Such as you all can beat down Florida team, but yet Florida just simply isn't better than Kentucky. They just can't accept the fact that Kentucky is better than these other SEC programs. Is Florida down, or are they just step below Kentucky as a football program? It's like everyone holds Florida and Tennessee to the standard they were in the two, early 2000s. Times have changed. Classic UofL fans. Yeah, you and UofL fans aren't the only ones that do this, but they can't comprehend that UK's climbed up the ladder, not that everybody's come down to UK. Oh, yeah. It's it's just that, like, like they're, they're worse. UK isn't better. Exactly. And that happens with programs. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, the Lions, historically, terrible in the North. Now they're the best team in the North. Things change. It's not because Green Bay stinks. They're not as good as they had been. But guess what? Lions beat Green Bay last year, too. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Two things. One, TJ should name his daughter Skyler so she can be Skywalker. I do love the name Skyler, but we have a cousin that's named Skyler, so probably not. Mm. Uh, Alongside Jedi Luke and former UK great Kenny Walker. Second is Derek Jackson and Trevin Wallace, the best inside linebacker duo of the Stoops era. I know that Square and Jones were fantastic, but I feel the upside of Wallace and Jackson is far superior. I may be crazy, but I feel like we have one of the best inside linebacking cores in the nation. Well, you're not crazy. Ah, uh, man. It's, I mean, it, it, it's it's certainly one of the better ones. Um, I did love the Courtney Love and uh, Jordan Jones duo. Kind of classic, like you got one guy who does his job the right way, the other one who's just a psycho who's all over the field making crazy plays. Yeah. Um, but, no, you're exactly right. And we got homecomings this weekend for both the Georgia Cats. So, Oh, yeah, good point. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Apologies for the double text, but I was able to watch the broadcast for the first time. If you look at Ray Davis's receiving touchdown, you'll see that Eli Cox grabbed Ray, pulled him across the goal line. I'd give Cox just as much credit for that touchdown as Davis. Go back and rewatch it. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, a lot of the small things, like just good decision-making, oh, was impressive. Small just thing. like doing little things to help your team win. Uh, good morning, Indiana. Tim oh. here. I like you, Scoots. I hate your Manning take. 
Oh, John here. Good morning, it. everyone. All right, oh, Jimmy Butler. We, We're not we, talking Jimmy Butler right now, yeah, John. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more tomorrow, John. We got to get out of here. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for all the texts on the show. This is Kentucky Roll, Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.